Hey, this is Anthony Benning. You're listening to Fear the Sword Podcast. My name is Trevor Magnotti, and this is the Thick Jacked Frames podcast, Fear the Swords NBA Draft podcast. The NBA Draft is 11 weeks away now, and the Cleveland Cavaliers are set to pick 3rd and 24th here on Thursday morning. We're going to have a shorter pod today because I have hit a personal podcasting milestone, as this will be my first podcast that I do with a voice impairment. Um, don't remember exactly who started this, but I know that Carter Rodriguez is the chase down and Fear the Sword is a champion of the idea that every basketball podcaster is sick on at least 50% of podcasts that they appear on. Um, and my time has finally come as my allergies are in full bloom this or this morning and my throat feels like it's full racer plates. So in a way, I finally made it as a podcaster. If you're sticking with me, thank you, and we're going to zig this week while the rest of the draft world zags. The NCAA tournament is dominating the conversation right now, but we're going to instead dive in on one of the international class's best players. These guys have been playing all year, too, and this is a player you probably haven't heard of that could be a very good fit for the Cavs with the Rockets pick. In terms of international guys in this class, you're probably familiar with Seku Demboya from France, and I would hope that you would know of... Goga Patadze, if you're following me, and his positive attributes at the center position. But you probably aren't super familiar with the third guy on most boards from Europe, and that's Lithuanian small forward Davidis Servidis. Servidis plays for Wetuvos Raitis in Lithuania. They are Lithuania's Euro Cup team this year, um, so kind of pl- a second-tier team behind Zalgaris, who probably everybody is at least familiar with. Um, as, as the main team from Lithuania. So they made the quarterfinals of the Euro Cup competition, lost to eventual uh, finalist Valencia, and Servetus played a pretty prominent role for them. So we're going to break down kind of what he looks like as a player and what his role could be in the NBA. Um, measurables, Servetus kind of checks out as your typical European shooter. 6'7", 200 pounds, so Good size for the three, but kind of tall and and kind of spindly, uh, doesn't have very wide shoulders, um, doesn't have a great lower body base, and combines that with a 6'7 wingspan that was taken from Eurospecs.com, measured at a draft camp, I believe, in 2018. Um, So his wingspan is kind of an issue in terms of his length and his ability to play up in position. We'll kind of get into that a little bit more later. The statistics, 16.5 minutes per game for Reitus on their senior team, 7.1 points, 2.3 rebounds, and 0.9 assists per game, which doesn't sound great by itself, but you have to remember that European teams use shift changes a lot of the time for their rotations, so guys are going to average in the 16 to 20 minute per game range, even the starters and even the best players. Um so we extrapolate his numbers out per 40 minutes to compare him to regular college players, and you get 17.2 points, 5.6 rebounds, and 2.1 assists per 40 minutes. Those are much better numbers, much more in line with what we would expect from our typical European prospect. 
Shooting splits, 44% from the field, 37% from three, and 76% from the line. Now, it's always difficult to find games that you should really pay attention to with European prospects. You know, you can find a majority of games online pretty easily just by searching the team name and you'll be able to find a lot of a lot of these full games from Euro Cup or Euro League or or the domestic leagues that these teams play in but for Servite or but for prospects like Servitas it can be very difficult to tell which games you should focus on that are actually going to see them play. Young guys have their minutes fluctuate a ton in Europe. So a good game to watch for Servetus is back on October 24th. It's a Euro Cup competition game against Fiat Turin of Italy. Um, this was a win for Raitis, and Servetus had 10 points, 3 rebounds, and 1 assist. Played 17 minutes, shot 4 of 8 from the field. And you got to see him against some former... and. NBA players and NBA hopefuls. James Michael McAdoo, the former Warriors legend, plays for or played for Turin. Um, Tony Carr, who's drafted by the Pelicans, is their starting point guard. And remember that this is the team that was coached by Larry Brown for the beginning of the season. So um, really good test here for Savitas and probably the best game that I could find on YouTube to kind of encapsulate what his offensive strengths, weaknesses, defensive abilities are. So starting off with his offensive game, that's where, why you're going to be drafting Servetus is his abilities on the offensive end. His strengths lean into kind of the off-movement shooter archetype. Um, so he is a very good shooter coming off screens and rotating around the perimeter. Gets his feet set very quickly and has a very good consistent stroke. Um, doesn't have a ton of lower body input and really is able to plant and explode up into that jumper. The gather is very smooth and that's always something I look for with these shooters because that's what gets the ball into the shooting pocket and into your release very quickly and makes you very difficult to defend. Servetus has that combination. Shows a little bit of an ability to shoot off the dribble as well. His pull-up game has really kind of blossomed over the course of this season. So there's a hope that he can turn into kind of a little bit of a secondary playmaker. He has a very good handle, which is one of the important things for that role. Um, he's able to put the ball on the deck. Very good very good crossover dribbler. Um, you Weaves the ball in and out. Isn't just a straight line guy, and that's, that's exciting. And combines that with pretty good court vision and touch on passes. Um, so he's not a guy who's going to be playing point yard by any means, but he has very good touch trying to move the ball on offense, and his ability to see plays as they develop is is pretty solid for what he's going to be asked to do at the NBA level. So kind of combining all of those things, he should be a guy that I think is going to have the ability to be a strong three-point shooter in the NBA and potentially has some upside to be kind of like a secondary or tertiary guy as a as a handler. What can limit him is his probably his athleticism and his frame. Um, his biggest offensive weaknesses, explosiveness. He's not a guy that's going to really quickly accelerate past somebody get going off the dribble. Um, does isn't much of a leaper at all, and that's that's a negative. And that really impacts his finishing. I haven't been super impressed with Servetus as a as a finisher. He struggles to get to the rim a little bit and doesn't have great touch 
around the rim in terms of finishing through contact. If he gets a wide open shot, he, he has no problem um, finishing, or even if he's bothered a little bit by a chasing defender. But it's when he gets up against those European rim protectors that kind of crowd the paint that he has a really hard time finishing. And he really doesn't drift into the paint much in terms of driving when he gets the ball, unless it's off of like a, a spot up opportunity against a bent defense. So he's get, not going to be a guy who I think is going to be a average or even or average to below average finisher at the NBA level. That's kind of where I would project him. And that limits his ability to become kind of that secondary handler. So that probably paints him into the corner of being rather one-dimensional on offense. Um, and one-dimensional shooters really struggle to stick in the league because pretty much everybody can can shoot. You need other aspects of your game to develop to be able to survive as, as like an elite shooter even. So we look at the defensive end, which should be a weakness when you look at him. Um, when you watch Servitas play, he doesn't really pop off of the screen in terms of just fitting in on the defensive end. He doesn't have that great athleticism. He's really not very agile, um, really struggles to change directions against opponents when he's defending one-on-one, -on -one, and he r struggles to react to closeouts because he really can't get himself going in a different direction very quickly. And his frame obviously is going to be a problem because it probably limits who he can defend at the NBA level. I mean, if he had a 6'10 wingspan, I would feel much more comfortable with him as a four type that could play both the three and the four. But without that, I think he's kind of a two, three guy going to defend mostly probably threes at the NBA level and probably not going to be very good at it unless he builds uh, significant strength in terms of one-on-one -on -one defense. But that doesn't mean he doesn't have value here. He is a very smart team defender and that's one way that these shooters can survive in the league. I mean, you think of Kyle Korver for the Cavs, one, about as one-dimensional a shooter as you get, one of the best off-movement shooters that we've ever seen in the NBA, but didn't really offer a ton else on the offensive end and wasn't a super incredible athlete, but was still able to survive on defense because of his ability to recognize plays, his his motor, and his kind of technical skills on that end. Servetus kind of has the same setup. He has very good footwork, especially defending in the pick and roll. He is a very good pick and roll defender for his athletic limitations, does a really good job of staying out in front of the ball handler, chases off screens very well, and that's something that's really good to see. He's always in the right spot, which is exciting. Um, he kind of does the typical young European defense where he kind of gets happy feet in when he's defending off ball, but he's always in the right position and he's always ready to react. He can kind of get taken advantage of be on complex actions, but that I think is a function of being young a little bit. I think that if he is able to put on the strength to be able to fight over screens at the NBA level, I could potentially see him being a guy that you can comfortably stick on a shooting guard like a Bradley Beal type or an Eric Gordon who is going to be coming around a lot of screens, is going to be doing a lot of off-ball stuff, and um, is going to be and really being a guy that can bother those types of shooters off of off-ball actions. I think that's kind of what the best 
setup for Servetus is going to be on the defensive end um, because he's never going to have the frame to be a stopper, but he's good enough that I think he can survive at the NBA level with a couple tweaks um, to his game and, and a lot more development in terms of the mental aspect. So my projection for Savitas, off-movement shooter with playmaking upside, um, Pretty he's a pretty simple evaluation in that regard. His role is probably going to be along the lines of like a Corver or a J.J. Redick. Like those types of plays are going to be what teams are going to want Servetus to be doing. Um, the outcome distribution for him is probably a lot lower than a lot of the other prospects that we've talked about so far. But I think that he can still have value, even though the names that I'm going to throw out for uh, comparisons here aren't exactly the most inspiring. Um, so Servetus's floor is any number of non-athlete shooters. We see these guys come in every year and they'll get, a t they'll get tryouts in summer league. They'll get opportunities to make camps and in the G league. And it's, it's just really hard for these guys to stick if they don't have those other aspects outside of the shooting that are going to really help them survive um i think of guys like brady heslip uh the former baylor player and stockton king who was in the g league forever it felt like um and was kind of hyped as like a shooter any team could call up and, and have impact the game but never really got those opportunities because he couldn't really do anything else i also think of like john debor from ohio state who was drafted by the rockets in the second round and has carved out a nice career in europe but has never sniffed the nba because he's never really developed any other aspects to his game besides the shooting so i think that there definitely is a is a scenario where Servetus never really turns into anything at the NBA level and re never really gets a legitimate chance either. My median outcome for Servetus is a guy like Steve Novak, um, for, who played for Marquette, for the Knicks, Bucks, um, and and Car and wasn't a phenomenal player by any means, but did carve out a decade long career and was an impactful player for a few very good teams in his career. Um, Novak would be a really interesting outcome for him. If Servetus shooting continues to improve, like he only shoots 37% from the field, but it comes on a good amount of attempts. He, he has a high volume. He's shown much better shooting in terms of like youth international play. So I think there's a chance that he can definitely become like a 42, 43, 44% uh, three-point shooter in his NBA career if that's like his one-dimensional skill. Um, and I think that like he doesn't do a ton else in terms, uh, speaking of Novak in, in his career, but if he can be that elite as a shooter, you can survive if you have a good enough frame to be able to defend potentially at the four, and if you have the play recognition and team defensive skills that Novak did have when he was in the league. Um, so that would be kind of what I would expect as kind of like the baseline for him. Upper tier ceiling is, is really difficult just because the athleticism is going to hold him back. A lot of the upper ceiling comps that I thought of for Servetus initially, you kind of had to rule out because they were a lot more athletic than what we have seen from Servetus so far. I think of guys like Tony Snell, um, 
who who doesn't do a ton, doesn't do a ton else besides being a spot up shooter, but has that athleticism. Um, you you look at some of the other elite shooters that are kind of like three four types, and a lot of them do a ton of other things. Um, so you kind of have you kind of have to look for, for guys who don't have that athleticism, but are able to craft their offensive game in a way that makes them a palatable and consistent offensive option. Uh, a guy you we're all probably familiar with in that regard is Joe Harris. Um, Harris, not an athlete really by any means, but elite shooter who is a good passer and, and strong team defender and has become a very solid player for the Brooklyn Nets because of all those things in addition to his shooting. I think of Mike Scott, who plays for the Clippers, another great player in terms of offensive value as a spot-up shooter who has a little bit of playmaking skill and is a smart enough team defender that he can survive. Those aren't high ceilings, but again, we're talking about a guy who probably is going to be in the Cavs' radar in like the 26-27 range if that Houston pick drops. So this is not going to be a guy that you need to be expecting like all-star level talent out of. Mike Scott, Joe Harris, um, Tony Snell, all those guys are rotation players and rotation players on pretty good teams. So you're looking to get that out of this pick. And I think that Servetus can become that type of player. I, I think... His fit on the Cavs is, is very easy to see. Um, solid spot-up shooters that can play at least a little bit of defense and shoot on volume are always valuable. The Cavs don't really have anybody that can do that to the degree of shooting that Servetus brings. Um, and I think that's really, that's really important to have because then you're less reliant on Jetty Osman for spot-up shooting. You can kind of let him do other stuff um, and then you also can kind of build around your creators a little bit more because you have that outlet option that would be Servetus on the wing, ready to spot up, ready to move off ball and be able to make himself available on those primary actions where you're involving Kevin Love, Jordan Clarkson and Colin Sexton. So the fit is very obvious. Um, the ceiling is not very high for Servetus, but he definitely can be a rotation player in the league and can be a rotation player on a good team. And those are the types of guys that at least I'm looking for out of the Rockets pick. So that's all the time we have for today. I'm going to wrap up before my voice completely goes. Um, remember, you can find the podcast on Fear the Sword, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Illegal Screens. You can keep up with the rest of our Fear the Sword podcast network on this podcast feed for the bottom and also subscribing to Lockdown Cavaliers and The Chase Down. Um, sending questions, it you can send them to me at Illegal Screens, best place to get those questions answered. And if you have any topics that you'd like to cover me to cover on the show, definitely uh, hit me up and I am more than happy to try to incorporate that. Um, we will be back next week. We'll break down the final rounds of the NCAA tournament and hopefully the, the end of the NBA season as well. So uh, stick around for that and we will see you next time.